1: The following is a presentation of the Bellap Sports Media Network. Victory Monday! Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Victor Monday presented by No Currents Required. We are brought to you by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. To my right is a man who currently lives in South Florida but doesn't care because our New York Jets are shrinking, Dan Goldstein. Dan, how are we doing tonight, bud?
0: Uh, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. We get two victory Mondays in a row. I don't think. I don't we know we did get to do that a little bit last season, but it was kind of yes, sweet a little because right in the middle of it, Elijah Moore requests a trade and everything like that. So, but no, I'm just glad that uh, we get two victory Mondays in a row and what a victory it was. And uh, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. McCarthy, I promise I'll be a lot more upbeat this one than you've heard previously. <laughs> I told I told Dan
1: the green room that my mom watched last episode, and she's like, "Who is that depressing guy?" I'm like, "Dustin, no, the other guy." Oh, Dan, he's always depressed. He always sounds depressed.
0: It's <laughs> hey, it's tough being a Jets fan in South Florida, especially over the last few years, and especially the way this season's gone for the Dolphins. But uh, we're on the up and up, so I promise I'll be I'll be a lot more fun tonight.
1: I I guarantee you this will be a lot more fun tonight. <clears throat> Before we get into <laughs> what happened last night. Or yesterday, I just want to remind you about our social medias right down here below on Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at no creds req. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash no creds req, YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. And we are also on Rumble. So go ahead and go to Rumble, search no credentials required, and give us a like there. We'll maybe try to stream there. Uh, on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform. Don't forget to rate and review. Five stars is the number of stars to rate us. And you can leave a review with us, even if it's downright nasty or super encouraging. We don't care. We might even read it on the air. So let's get into this win for the New York Jets. The first time in 13 tries, the New York Jets had defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. and Dan. I don't know about you, but I feel like doing some dancing right now.
0: Boy, I tell you, I I did quite a bit of dancing in the last about minute 50 of that game, because all before that, it was pretty sullen and depressed. My normal usual state when watching the Jets. But that last minute 50 really lifted my spirits all of a sudden. And there was quite a bit of dancing between me and my daughter uh, watching the very end of that game. That was was an emotional roller coaster. Was some of the dancing like this
1: i won't put the whole thing like last week but i, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I <to> show it <laughs> it
0: was it was pretty close for me a lot of shuffling my daughter was shaking her tushy around because that's what she likes to do as a six-year-old it's just wiggle <laughs> So do. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a, that was a hell of a game, man. That was a hell of a game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was some, there was some touch and go moments. It was, it felt like a slog, an upward slog. So let's get, let's, let's dive into it. So another, another week, another mixed back in the first half. I, I don't like to keep the repeating theme. I hate the fact that the jets always seem to get off to get out the blocks slowly, especially on offense. it was the same thing this week. They got the ball first. Looks like they're going to drive for a field goal or a touchdown. And they stall, kick the ball away. And yeah, it just just can't seem to get, get the blocks quick enough to try to get a score.
0: I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like they're playing it too safe in the beginning because they just kind of want to see like what the other team's trying to do or you know they just don't see any play with any any urgency right in the beginning. There's no kind of like set the tempo. There's no setting the tone, no setting the attitude. It's just kind of like, just go out there. Let's run a few plays. Let's see what we can accomplish, and then let's pull it back, and then let's see what our let's let's see what their offense is showing us too, and then we can kind of work around it from there. So it's like they take the first quarter to kind of figure out the next, the next phase of the game. It's, it's, it's strange and it's weird. And I definitely don't like it. Cause yeah, it'd be nice to just to, it'd be nice to come out and set the tone for once. Like the jets are here and they're ready to straight up dominate right from the opening whistle. But I mean, if you're going to be any kind of a team, I guess it's better to be a second half team than a first half team.
1: Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, I, I would like to see, I was hoping they do get up the, get out the blocks quick in the, uh, denver game considering denver's defense is not all great uh, philly was missing some starters especially in the secondary just like the jets were and i was hoping that zach would throw the ball around a little bit and it just seems like it, again I, I just i just uh it's just really frustrating to see the stalling the stall it's, and and you and you're right i think it is well consider considering that i don't know the first what 10. 10 plays usually are pretty, usually are scripted in the first half or the first quarter is usually a pretty scripted, pre scripted on offense. And they're trying to get the rhythm, they're trying to get in rhythm, trying to get in into uh, the the mode of the game. But at the same time, it's like, when, do, when are we going to score? When are we going to see a score that's not a field goal on with this team in the first half?
0: For real. I mean, it's just something something to really boost up the confidence of the offense. You know, like we're coming out here and we're getting ready to play like they can't. There's no lying down. There's no taking it serious. We're going to hold our own like we're going to contribute to these victories. Like it's just crazy. Like they only they only throw little pieces towards the entire victory, it seems like. And it can't be like that. You can't do that to your defense and especially in like your special teams all the time because you're just asking for disaster. Like you're just asking for disaster. That's why games like New England happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you knew that was a great defensive performance on New England, but you are literally asked your defense to do everything in that game, including score. And it just it just can't happen. Like you do need to set a tone, come out on top and let the defense really finally work in the beginning of a game when they're full energy with a with a lead and with some confidence behind it and just kind of let them tee off, let them. You know, I'd love to see a game just kind of like that, where the defense just has a lead all game and they can just keep teeing off.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping during the bye week, because the bye week, this next week is the bye week, which is probably the best thing for both the team and their fans right now. Because we've been, I know, Dan, we've been, you and I, and I say Jets fans all together, riding this emotional roller coaster for the past six weeks. And I just, I, I think the break is needed for oh. our, for, for the Jets personnel, for the Jets health, for physical health. They need to rest up. A lot of the guys are banged up. A couple of guys are starting, are starting cornerbacks. Sauce Gardner didn't know re- we, re- this wasn't revealed until Saturday, but he's out. We, he was scratched because of concussion issues. And DJ Reed has been out the last two games with con- concussion issues. So it's probably the bye week. couldn't, even though it's a little bit earlier, than I, I was hoping for. It couldn't have come at a better time because that means guys can rest up, they can be ready for the Giants on be ready for the Giants in Week Eight, which is going to be I I pray I pray that it will be a completely dominant performance from pillar to post because of the way the Giants have been playing lately. Although last night they showed they showed nice. they showed some they showed some spunk against <laughs> the, against the banged up Bills team.
0: Yeah, Bills Bill certainly don't look like the same team as what they've been years past. They definitely look beatable. We already beat them, and they definitely look, don't look like they're threats for the whole thing here. But, I mean, they'll get in the playoffs. But it is a perfect time, uh, I think, as well. I mean, we've all cried tears. We've all laughed joyously. It has been the lowest of lows mixed with some high highs, and it, it, it is a good time to kind of take like a you know a shut mental shutdown and just kind of reset and uh yeah, get ready for Giants week, not have to worry too much about this week. Let Sauce and DJ be healthy by the next week. Hopefully, Titman's injury isn't quite as bad oh, as they're making gosh. it out to be. But another again, another
1: we- another vi- win, another
0: sacrifice. I feel like three an vi- episode- three victories and another and another solid, solid player going down with injury looks like long term. I mean I, I, it's astounding to see that. I mean, I'm honestly kind of terrified for the jets to go like eight and nine, nine and eight, ten and seven at this point, because then it means we're going to have eight, nine or 10 people hurt long-term. If this key, if this pattern keeps emerging and I don't really know who else they can afford to lose at this point, everybody, everybody in the starting lineups is almost for the most part playing out of their minds right now, with the exception of, you know, Zach Wilson and a few others, but I mean, they can't really afford to lose anyone with the way they're playing at this point. It's crazy. It really is yeah. crazy that the, the the luck we're having so far.
1: Yeah, I feel like every episode is an ep- every, every, every episode every win with having to sacrifice a player for the sake of a win. It feels like every every game is an episode of Full Metal Alchemist where we have to sacrifice somebody,
0: something, <sighs> it's, it's just,
1: something to happen for a win it's to just,
0: happen. It's like legitimately insane. We have to we have to do a human sacrifice to the Mayan god in order to get a W in this league. And it's really astounding to watch at this point. I just want a goddamn W that doesn't have a fucking caveat to it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all I want. I want a W that's a W for being a W. No asterisks, no caveats, no buts, no nothing. Just we kick their ass everybody came out healthy or getting ready to do it again next time we they step on the field
1: right No. i i yeah i i i totally agree and just go down 14-3 we had that they had that touchdown the, the touchdown that got reviewed that didn't look <sighs> like a touchdown oh, but my. somehow the the uh, upstairs the
2: new the york gives
1: the, gives the mystery touchdown to the to the to the eagles to jalen hurts's uh run the one thing i the one thing you didn't see in this game
0: was the tush push or the brotherly shove i mean there wasn't there was a couple of chances for them to really pull it off i don't i'm surprised they kind of didn't do it at at any point but it was just like i mean it's just really crazy that the jets have to play literally the other team and the reps every week and it's just it's like i'm sorry like if you legitimately sat down and watched all six Jets games to this point, fan or not a fan, you cannot come out of this saying that the Jets don't get screwed A well above average compared to the rest of the NFL. It just doesn't happen. Like, it just doesn't happen. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The Jets get absolutely screwed by way more often than not it was immediately as soon as i saw it they were reviewing it you're like oh okay so this is going to get overturned because it's the jets that's what happens against the jets right. and sure enough with this magical camera angle that only the nfl gets to use that the general public doesn't get to see that was enough evidence to turn it into a touchdown and there we go there we go i mean i'm sorry i thought the nfl you needed conclusive undisputed evidence to be able to overturn calls. And I didn't see anything. Had you called it a touchdown initially, it would be tough to overturn it because tough to tell whether he did cross the plane or not. You didn't call it a touchdown to begin with, which means you needed to have con- concrete evidence that he crossed the plane. And I'm sorry, I didn't see it. Everybody on Twitter that I followed didn't see it. And that doesn't include just Jets fans. There was Eagles mm-hmm. fans I follow. There's the national media I follow. I don't recall a single person saying like, yeah, he definitely got over. This should be a touchdown. Right. So I don't know. I'm just, it's just so frustrating. It really is just so frustrating to constantly have to battle the refs and the other team. Jets. just screw themselves enough as it is. We don't need the refs helping out the other team. Like the jets can do that all on their own. We don't need you to, to do it, to, 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 to help them in, in that regard. We don't need that help. The Jets know how to self, you know, self. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Self destruct. Self destruct. Thank you. I was going to say self appreciate That wasn't it. Self destruct. Self deprecate. Deprecate. <laughs> thank you. That's the word I was looking for. They know how that's to do self deprecate. Well,
1: us Jets fans do that enough of our, on our own. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's that's that's just you know, again, it's it's how I live my life. <laughs> self deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm very used to it. Don't need my football team to any, have any help to do it.
1: Yeah. So just get three back, and then Philly goes down the field. Go, Philly goes down the field, and there's that touchdown pass from Hertz to DeAndre Swift. Great for my fantasy stats. Not so great for my New York for our New York Jets.
0: <laughs> that was just poor tackling.
1: That yeah, was just, that's that whole one,
0: drive was just bad tackling.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I think the last two weeks i've i've seen a lot of poor tackling from from the new yorkers especially the secondary and i don't know if it's it's because they're just not getting a position correctly or if it's just because I, because you got second string guys playing out there uh between bryce hall or, or, or yeah bryce hall tony adams uh, craig james you got second string guys out there who are playing they're not used to getting first team reps so i don't know if that's the case or if it's just It's just a case of poor wrapping up. That's something they need to focus on next over the next week. Uh, This I know this week is probably going to be a rest week. Guys go home, guys chill out. Some guys will stay behind get treatment. Then the next week they go right back at it for practice. Maybe that's something that Coach Sala is going to be focusing on in practice with the defense, especially. I think looking at the look at the game tape. I think he would be complete. It would be very. I think he'd be apoplectic seeing all the missed tackles and missed chances they had to to wrap guys up and bring them down. That's uh, gotta be something to focus on for that Coach Sala is going to be emphasizing and, and Coach Ulrich will be emphasizing in next week's practice.
0: You know, it's just you gotta get off this hit stink mentality sometimes. I mean Jordan Whitehead plays with just a hit stick mentality. I don't ever see Jordan Whitehead wrap. He's always leading with shoulders, trying to blast. And sometimes yeah. it works. Trying and to knock sometimes the ball out it doesn't. Too. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But at some point, like there's there's times where you just don't do it. Like just get the guy down. Like don't go for the blast. Like go get him down. And right. And that on that um on that route to uh, DeAndre Swift. I mean, he went for the blast on the two-yard line instead of just trying to wrap him up at the ankles. And live for another down, and DeAndre Swift was able to keep his balance and walk it right in. And you know, you just can't do that. You can't do that. CJ Mosley, I mean, CJ Mosley, I don't know what happened there on that AJ Brown catch, but I mean, they were dead facing each other, and Brown just planted and went vertical on him, and Mosley just got flat footed. Like, I don't know why Mosley didn't just run right through him. You were looking right at each other, he had caught the ball, but if you watch the film, Mosley like slowed up instead of just blasting right through him. I don't know, maybe a defenseless receiver penalty. I guess he was concerned about something like that. Possibly. And it allowed a- and it allowed AJ Brown just to kind of plan and, and accelerate, which is kind of what caused the whole problem there to begin with. But it's just, I don't know. They're making the NFL like, too much like two hand touch football and it's getting really frustrating and annoying to watch
1: yeah and we'll talk about another penalty that happened in the second half in just a moment or two uh we got got a comment from hawk tv saying at the landing strip that the jets took off on the eagles yeah they they certainly did especially I mean, it in- took
0: it took 58 minutes to do it but yeah they did yeah
1: that's true that's true and i gotta say this yeah I, I i texted i texted my buddy jared from corner booth podcast uh, shout out to jared he's a huge huge eagles fans and I, I said listen you know great game yesterday I was really impressed by the by the Eagles' defense, especially the the the, the defensive line. They were going they're giving Zach Wilson fits all game long. They're going to the run game fits all game long too. So I give tons of credit to that defensive line, which we talked about last week. We, we, we said it was going to be kind of a might also be a thought, worry.
0: I also thought Jalen Carter. We, at the time we spoke, we thought Jalen Carter was going to play. I think this game goes very differently if Jalen Carter played. I think this I, game goes very differently if Jalen Carter plays. I, I
1: also say the same for Elaine Johnson. If he isn't, if he isn't leave the True. field with an injury, this game has a completely different complexion, completely mm-hmm. different complexion, but it's a, <clears> uh, <throat> but that defensive line, I was really impressed by what they did. And I'm, uh, I'm looking at the all 22. I'm trying to find the interception by Quinn and Williams. I think I found it. I think I found it. So we're going to use that. By,
0: what a play by Jermaine Johnson. That was to hit that. If Jermaine yeah. Johnson doesn't flush that out, that's a thirty-plus yard gain all day. They yeah. fooled the shit out of the Jets on that play. I mean, they fooled the shit out of them. And thank God for Jermaine Johnson here. I mean, watch the read, watch the diagnos- watch the diagnosis of Jermaine Johnson on this. Look at that. That's that is film study. That's why you sit in the film room because mm-hmm. he's on the opposite side of that formation where Goddard starts the play. Yet sees what they're about to do and diagnoses it and hits guarded at just the perfect time. And it was just, that was just a fantastic play.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get it again. Well, oh, you're too I, I went too, far, I went too I far.
0: Went a little too no, far. No, you got to go backwards. You got to go backwards. Yeah, you're going forwards. You got to go backwards. Yeah, I'm trying to find it again. Yeah, keep going back a little bit. Yeah, because that's right after the interception. So here you go. Look, watch. Watch Jermaine Johnson. He goes to the initial rush, but he reads the play, drops off, sees it, and bam, hits him at the perfect time. And, you know, lucky bounce, goes straight to Quinnen. But, I mean, you'll take it all day long. It's still a phenomenal play by Jermaine Johnson. I mean, absolutely, that's, that's incredible. I mean, if you could give somebody a half interception, Jermaine Johnson would have earned that all day long on that play for sure.
1: Yeah. And that's the first interception of Quinn Williams' career. And you see yeah, on learned. social media Sauce Gardner saying, "Q's got more interceptions than I do
0: this year." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Sauce has also dropped a couple this year too, so
1: That's true. That's true the 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 Detroit the Dallas game was was one of the big ones that could have turned the game around, but Denver too.
0: He dropped one yeah, in and, Denver.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and
0: Denver. And Ven- he Denver. He dropped yeah. he dropped not it would have been an easy one, but it's a drop all all the same imagine how much more imagine how much crazier the jets would be right now if cj mosley had caught his first three chances at an interception in the beginning of the season as sauce would have caught his two and michael carter doesn't lose his one due to a dumbass penalty jets have jets have had about six interceptions not happen for them on top of the what eight or nine they already have on the season crazy Crazy. I don't know what they did in the offseason, but they definitely focused on turnovers and it is working. I mean, shit, they're even falling on fumbles. That never happened. That hasn't happened in a decade plus.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. So they go behind, they go down 14 6. It's 14 9 at halftime. Um, let's get to the second half. And I, to, I just have to make a caveat for this second half domination quote. By the defense, <laughs> yeah. Because once again, Dan, the defense. Listen, I don't. I just, I know this on Sm- on Snowman this morning during the coffee with McCarthy segment. I said the the Jets have the Jets faced in a matter in a span of three we- in a span of three weeks they they face both Super Bowl teams from last year. Guess how many points they've allowed in the second half of that of those two games? Three. Oh yeah, they did because they love the game-winning field gave, goal against. They gave the field
0: they gave, goal. That's right. The
1: field goal right. against the Chiefs, and they had a, they pitched a shutout yesterday against Philadelphia. Because this defense, I can't say enough good words about this defense. I, I don't think. And look, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week. Quincy Williams and Bryce Huff, all pro, all pro, I, not not Pro Bowl, all consideration, all pro consideration at this point. <coughs> They really should Bryce be. Huff's rush Bryce Huff's rush rate, his pressure rate is outstanding. And Quincy Williams has been a, such a huge difference maker for this defense, especially
0: in the especially uh, in at linebacker. He's reinvigorated CJ Mosley right now. We yeah. thought linebacker was one of the weakest parts of the entire team. We thought CJ Mosley had lost the step, was going to continue losing his step because he's no spring chicken anymore. I mean, I think he's what 32, you know. Mm. So we thought he was going down. Quincy, we saw rising last season, but I don't, nobody expected rise to probably overall best linebacker in the league at the moment, all pro, you know, Quincy Williams here. And all of a sudden, that's probably our literally linebackers, probably our best, our best unit on the entire team at the moment. Jamie and Sherwood is playing very well in his snaps that he's getting out there. But I mean, CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams are dominant. I mean, those guys are. Those guys have, I, I think I saw somewhere, they are the two best coverage linebackers in the league. I think CJ Mosley's like PFF's number two, and Quincy Williams, like number four, or something along those lines. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's absolutely astounding to see just how good these guys are doing. And I have just the utmost respect and appreciation for the work they've put in. The effort they're putting in, the leadership they're showing, and they're setting the example. They're setting the tone for everybody else. And it's just week in and week out. Week in, week out. I don't, I mean, Quincy hasn't had one bad game yet. I think CJ Mosley was a little rough in Dallas, but beyond Dallas, he hasn't really had like the terrible, like a super terrible game either. It's just been, it's just been amazing. It's amazing. And then to do all this, to do what they did against Philadelphia with, Craig James and Tay Adams, or hey, Tay Hayes, excuse me, Tay Hayes, getting a massive bulk of these snaps come next to Bryce, Bryce Hall. That's crazy. Jets should have yeah. given up 500 yards passing, yet Craig James was the high, you know, from what I read, Craig James was the second highest rated defensive player on the team yesterday behind C.J. Mosley. Bryce Hall, I think, did incredibly well. All things considered for what he did. Shit. The worst player in the secondary was Michael Carter. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. But you had Michael Carter playing out of position initially to start the game. They had him playing outside a lot on AJ Brown and it wasn't working. And then eventually they made the switch. Carter went back inside. Craig James and Bryce Hall went outside and all of a sudden it was shut down city with the exception of AJ Brown, making a couple of nice catches Beyond that. I mean, you had Devonte Smith get nothing. Devonte Smith almost had nothing all game. Yeah, it was and insane Craig, to see.
1: Yeah, and Craig James was on had the had the assignment to go against AJ Brown, and he
0: did a you know with, it with the exception of a he couple. Didn't, he didn't give up a catch. Craig James didn't give up a catch yesterday. He had one pass defense, which we which was in the end zone, which was a beautiful breakup in on an end zone play, and. He didn't give up a catch all game, like that's crazy.
1: I want to show this throw by Zach Wilson. Their the Jets' first possession of the third quarter. I I just want I this is a beautiful throw.
0: Just oh, it was gorgeous. Six yard line. This was gorgeous. And just get it after it. Just trust your receiver. To your best receiver to your that's best it. receiver. Trust your guy. 33 yard gain. Trust your guy. You know, another one of the best throws Zach made, too, didn't even count. He had that long throw to Conklin, and it was just a little too far out of bounds, and Conklin couldn't land in. That was a phenomenal throw. He just needed to try and get it a little bit – he just needed to do it a split second earlier so that he could have over-the-shouldered Conklin on the sideline. Yeah. He He literally just missed it by about a third of a second. And yeah. threw it too late, and it was that was enough to get to not let Conklin land inside. I mean, Zach yeah. Wilson was had some good throws yesterday. He had some very good plays yesterday.
1: Yeah, Wilson, very good I plays. I, I, I love that. And I, I also said this on Snowman this morning. We're seeing Zach Wilson mm. kind of grow up in front of our in front of our very eyes, because ever since the Kansas City game, where he was aggressive in this from second quarter on he's been, it's just, it's, we're seeing a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. We're seeing two different quarterbacks. We're seeing the kid. We're seeing the kid who was immature, who blamed his, I wouldn't say blamed his team, blamed his, uh, well, I would say let down his team in week 10 and uh, in week 11 in New England last year, which was the start of his downfall and kind of led the jets management to say, we got to bring in a difference making quarterback. Aaron Rodgers goes down four plays into the year. And he's, and he's and Zach is struggling from a little bit that New England game didn't really do him any favors. And we're starting to, we're starting to say, we got to
0: bring another quarterback in to, I was to, right. I mean, us over. and everybody else was ready to write Zach off. Yeah. I didn't want to see Zach yeah. play another. I didn't want to see Zach play another down for the jets after that new England no. game.
1: No, no. And they bring in Trevor Simeon, who's still on the practice squad. Uh, they had uh, uh, Tim Boyle as a backup yesterday, but Ever since that Kansas City, the second quarter of the Kansas City game, we've seen we're seeing a different quarterback, and I'm just so I'm just so as publicly I just want to say Zach Wilson, may culpa, I'm sorry, I'm Look, sorry I'm, for not
0: believing you. I'm sorry I'm not, that we all doubted you. I'm not gonna go that far and say that like Zach Wilson's been incredible. Zach Wilson's been no. what an average quarterback should be. He's He's a backup. He's a backup. He's a a backup, which, you know, and Jake Asman says it very well. If you're gonna, if you're still thinking of Zach Wilson as the number two overall pick, he's still a massive bust. There's no way around it. The number two overall pick should not be this inept. But if you're thinking, if you're thinking of Zach Wilson as what he is, which is probably a longtime backup in the NFL, I mean, he's got a 10-year career as a backup. Right. In the NFL, for sure, then you're very, you're very okay with the type of quarterbacking you're seeing,
1: yeah. which is I, I, being I, very you know, safe,
0: very safe, very just trusting of his receivers, not turning the ball over, and just you yeah. know you just I, I want to show I want to
1: show this throw this, this, this that that shovel pass that he made under duress, sees Brees Hall and just shovels it. It's awareness it's it's yeah. it's an height enhanced it's an enhanced awareness that he has i think a lot of it. i think just having aaron rodgers be his second quarterback coach has made a huge difference in the development of Zach wilson you see, it, I mean, you, you, see you see it in you didn't see artwork. that last year
0: yeah, you did not you see-, see that last year at all you see it in his footwork, you see it in his decision making, you see it if in his ability yeah, watch him to, move up in the pocket. Watch him hit, move in the, yeah, move in the pocket. The easy, he hits the easy stuff now. We haven't seen Zach Wilson at all. Even even though he's been he was bad in the beginning of the season, he still wasn't like missing the screens and the flats no. that he was missing the first two seasons.
1: Uh, on this play, the old Zach Wilson takes a sack. Yeah, he takes the sack. But that play that just shows me he's developing. He's he, and it's it's all I think it's all due to Aaron Rodgers being there to be the second guy in his ear. Uh Ugh, in addition to the play, other
0: quarterbacks coach. That next play, you cannot be giving Dalvin Cook tosses six seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. No, That's ridiculous. At, at this point you can't do at, that. This, at this point with
1: Dalvin Cook, I'd rather him just take just be a second and two, second and three running back. And yeah, that's a, all I want.
0: and to go with a dive a or short, sweep. Be a short yardage, be a short yardage guy, a clock killer kind of a guy.
1: This that's play
0: drove me up a wall.
1: And the NFL, ah. the NFL should be ashamed of themselves. And I can't wait for the next apology letter that says, Oh, yeah, the work from NFL officiating so oh yeah, well, that was not a blindside block by Alan Lazard on Sunday. We're sorry. We're gonna get another apology. We're gonna get apology letter. Where's the apology letter after apology letter this year? Look, look at that. Look at that. That's, that's not a block. That's so clean. That's so clean. His head driving. was up all the way and he
0: squared squared up with Blankenship. Hits him hits him in the chest. Bam. I mean he's not looking at Lazard, clean. but he's looking clean. he's looking that way. He gets shoulder straight to the chest. I mean that's football. These guys have signed up for this. This is a reason why you get paid the money you do is to be is to handle situations like this you given your role.
1: The risk, you assume right. the risk. That's exactly. Paid
0: the money, get paid. Right? If you're going to turn this to touch football, then these guys don't need to make as much money as they make. They just don't. By the way, by the way, flag football is an Olympic sport in 2028. Could you imagine what the USA Olympic football team is going to look like? It's going to be ridiculous, especially if tyreek Hill gets his way.
1: I don't know if they're going to have <laughs> NFL players play. I don't if know if they're they going to allow it. Or, I don't. I, yeah, I don't it. think you can allow it. They're
0: <laughs> technically <laughs> professionals. But does that mean can you have college kids? They're not professionals yet. No, well, I know I mean, that can college, you put can you put Shadur Sanders back there as your quarterback for Olympic football? I don't <laughs> throw in I the think Brock it's gonna Bowers? Be,
1: personally, I think it's gonna be all arena and indoor football team football players out there. So it'll uh, be Chad Kelly. Football.
0: So it'll be Chad Kelly, uh, he's probably. CF,
1: he's CFL.
0: He's Same CFL. Shit. He's still an American. Same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah he can. You could. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm personally, I can't wait for it. We're, I'm, I might. We're, we might have a segment on ten, ten good minutes later this week about the uh, about the flag football in the Olympics. I and think the they global, said lacrosse. Uh, lacrosse basketball. is an
0: Olympic sport too.
1: Lacrosse. Yep. For lacrosse, six is, is going to be a sport. Cricket 2 t tw- twenty is going to be a sport. Squash is going to be a sport, and they're bringing back baseball and softball. Fun. And we might have. Many, we may have major league baseball players in the Olympics. I don't know how many
0: how many other countries play lacrosse though.
1: U.S., Canada, Canada it's a it's one of the official sports in Canada. Um, I believe the Iroquois Nation is going to send a contingency. Australia, Ireland, England. I'm trying to think of who else. Which other countries play lacrosse? Wednesday? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, let's get back to the Jets, and I want to show. That interception uh, by by Tony Adams that flipped this game on its head, and I, I, you know where it's coming. I think I give we got to give full credit where credit's due. And that's the defensive line because they made Jalen Hurts backpedal, backpedal, and he couldn't get a complete throw on it, and he's also eyeing Dallas Goddard all
2: the way.
0: He telegraphed watch, that throw. Watch where Tony Adams starts the play. So watch where Tony Adams starts the play. Tony Adams yeah, starts the play before.
2: Up. Yeah, it's Tony the play before. Adams
0: starts up near the line of scrimmage. There's Quincy. He, you know, and obviously they have their alignment. And then watch him back up. See, he threatens to go up to the B gap, yeah, goes got back, two- and he doesn't read him going backwards. It was beautiful coaching, beautiful play design, and it's almost like the Jets knew exactly what Hurts wanted to do there. That was the Jets, again, with their proper game planning. Watch him. He goes yes, to threaten to go through the B-gap. 22. He stops. He doesn't see him go back, and he just puts it right into the line. It was yeah. a beautiful defensive play and beautiful coaching by Tony Oden and Jeff Ulbrick to let Tony Adams know, this is what we want you to do on this play. You're going to threaten yeah. up to the B-gap. You're going to back off, and Hertz never sees him back off. Yeah. He reads it before, a doesn't see him. You got,
1: you got, you got, Boom. you got, you got, you got a you got Quinnen and, and Jermaine doing a stunt.
0: Yeah. Doing that
1: cross, that cross
0: stunt. And if Jordan Mailata doesn't happen to be probably with the biggest athletic freak in the entire NFL, ultimately he gets in, but because Jordan Mailata is a former rugby player at six foot eight, 300 something pounds that runs like a 230 pounder, you know, and here's he, Tony and Adams again. gets a
1: pick six. And here's a game-clinching touchdown. And I want to ask you a question. And there's been a lot of debate around this play. Did the Eagles let the Jets
0: score? Yes, 100%. Watch this. They split like like the Red Sea. Look at this. Of course they did. 26 in the real world. 26 in the real world right there, the safety, blows up Brees if he has the opportunity. But flat out, that was let him in. We need as much time on the clock as possible. Let him in.
1: Yeah, because I was listening. But to I'm you. not against
0: I'm not against Brees scoring there because your defense no. has played so lights out this pretty much this entire game. There it is. That it's like I have full faith in our defense there to is. win yeah. this, and I would rather not rely on a potential field goal because look, you're first in goal already. So you go down at the one, you're second in goal. They burn a timeout. You, I don't know. What do you do? You kneel on it? I guess I assume you kneel on it. They call their second timeout. And now it's third in goal. And then what do you do again? You kneel on it again to try and kill as much time, and then you kick a field goal, which has no guarantee of going in. I don't care where it is on the field. It doesn't matter. Anything can happen. You could fumble the snap, and you're fucked. I am fully on board there for Brees Hall scoring to make sure that Philly now has to go the length of the field from wherever their starting field position is going to be. And with the way the defense have played up until that point, especially the second half, you you let your defense do its thing, D. It you've was crushed. It, it was also all game. a ball decision
1: go for two as well.
0: Yeah, I mean defense. You've crushed this all game long. Give us one more drive. That's yeah. what we need. I know you're tired. Yeah. I know you're battered. I know you guys are you're hurting. Do that it one more time, game right there. Yeah, do it one uh, more time. Uh, I I was
1: listening listening slash watching green bean and matt o'lear this morning and they were talking about they they were having different opinions on whether or not Sala was too aggressive uh to go go for the touchdown on first and goal to have Brees hall uh get it in greenby was Greeny was saying that coach sala was too amped up too aggressive with too hyped up from yeah and there's yeah and there's smith trying to get the ref's attention to try to call a pass interference. It was not pass interference. Watch. watch.
0: Dude, Bryce Huff should have had another sack right there. Yeah. Bryce Huff should have had had another sack right there. It's crazy Why had Jalen Hurts is.
1: Yeah. Why had Met Smith at the same time he was getting the ball? Let's not pass interference. Yeah. So, yeah, Greenby was saying that he was – that Sala was too aggressive. And there's Quincy Williams. Boom. Right there. And there's Coach Sala with the celebration
0: too. Quincy Williams is tackle tape. You take Quincy Williams Tate from this season, and you show it to all your high school defensive players, and you say, "This is how you tackle."
1: Yeah, this he was is following percent
0: How you tackle?
1: He was tracking Smith all the way for that play. I gotta watch that again. That was it's beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful tracking. Beautiful, better tackle. Look at this. Look, at this. there's Smith at the bottom of the screen. He's coming, to, coming wide. He's coming on the he slant, and bang. Better. Rack him as
0: soon as he gets the ball, he tracks him and just sticks him. Look at Sala one I yard. Mean, game. Thrilled. One yard game. Sala is thrilled right there. I mean, look at him. How do you, how are you not? I mean, it's just, it's just Bang. boom,
1: maybe a one shoulder right into the
0: midsection, play. wrap up, bring his ass down. It and does help that Devontae Smith is 175 pounds, though.
1: That's true. And here's the clincher. Here's what is the game. Here's what decided the game. And you could tell, and and it was smart for the Jets on fourth down to send only three rushers, have spies. Look, 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 at, watch Mosley drop back. Watch, yeah, watch Mosley drop back. He's spying Kurtz all even the Bryce, way. Even Bryce,
0: look at Bryce Huff. Bryce, Bryce Huff, Huff is spying him too. Bryce Huff, you have your best rusher as a spy. He's yeah. not even, he's not even playing like at, on the edge. You would have thought Bryce Huff was going for the kill, but instead they drop him back.
1: No, this was a beautiful setup. That was a beautifully set up fourth down. And you just see Jalen Hurts just kind of just move back in the pocket, and he's just kind of drifting. You know what he's going to do. You know exactly what he's going to do. He's trying to go for the deep bomb.
0: Well, I mean, you don't know that specifically until you see the play develop, which is kind of just, you know, it's fourth and eight. You still have a minute something on the clock. You still have, I think, what, one time out at this point. You know, it was a little surprising to I me mean, if they didn't try to go for the first down and they said try to go for the kill. But essentially what he wanted was he yeah. wanted pass interference.
1: Yeah. Well, he and Bryce, Bryce Hall were, mm-hmm. were hand fighting all the way down the field. Yeah. And that's not pass interference. No, and then Jordan but Whitehead that's... just happens to be in deep safe, the deep safety up top to meet them just in case. and And he makes the play, breaks up the pass
0: game over. It's abundantly clear that's what he wanted, though. He certainly wanted it to be a pass interference play because there's no easier way to, A, you stop the clock, and, B, you gain all that yardage, you know, and now you have a minute left. You're on the Jets, I don't don't remember, 25-yard line. All of a sudden, it's a completely different game if they get a pass interference call. I don't blame him for it. I just think that... I just think that I probably would have tried to go for the first down and lived another lived for a next another set before I would have tried that bomb. yeah, those f- f- there were
1: five they were five plays on that well there were five plays on that drive. Um, five play drive oh, four play drive thirty it, all of thirty seconds the incomplete two incomplete passes, the two yard yep. pass to 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 Smith and then the deep shot that went for not.
0: Man, Jets defense earned it, brother. Jets defense earned it. I mean, you got it. You got to give it to them. I mean, maybe the stats don't look great if you're looking at like a you know yardage basis. Yeah, they're still they still show that they have a lot of rush yards. They give up some you know pass yards, whatever. They don't look stats wise as a top three defense. But make no mistake, this is a top three defense. This team does not let the other teams score in the red zone. It is increasingly rare to let them store score in the red zone. They are getting massive amounts of turnovers, the New England, the New England game, not and uh Dallas game notwithstanding. And it's just like if they can continue to build off this and Zach Wilson and the offense can figure out their red zone woes and they can stop with the dumb penalties and things like that, this is a team that can literally compete up until potentially Aaron Rodgers comes back this season, according to reports.
1: He's thrown on the field
0: pregame. You know? I mean, I've read I read in two different places today that with week 12 is a possibility and week 14 is a possibility. Wow. They're talking hmm. unprecedented-type recovery.
1: Before we take our commercial break, I do want to show one clip that I found on Jets videos, uh, shout, uh, credit Jets videos of Lake and Tomlinson following the game. And this was, this is, this tells you how much this Jets team, I, I, I'll i give full credit to this coaching staff, full credit to the players for having the mental toughness to get through the first six weeks of the season. And you could tell from the emotion that Lake and Tomlinson uh, has when he's asked this question, how much this team, loves, 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 loves to play for each other. I'm going to share that clip right now.
2: This team, this team, man, is such a special team. And the guys here, they, they fight for everyone here, man. And we all love each other. It's just, it's just, it's just awesome to, you know, see a bunch of guys, man, that, you know, kind of gets choked up. Look at that. Man, I, I, I love everybody here, man. It's just, it's just awesome to see how we play for each other. Yeah. The,
0: the locker You got to feel the same way as a fan. This locker room's got to be one of the best in the NFL, which is yeah. something the Jets haven't been able to say for a very long time. You could even argue the locker room for, during the Rex years, while solid, was more because of Rex than it was the players there. You know what I mean? Like that—that locker room was more solid because of Rex than it was the chemistry of the players that were there. Mm -hmm. This locker room and what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala put together has got to be one of the best in the NFL. It has to be. The leadership is abundant. The Mm -hmm. selflessness is abundant. The camaraderie is—it's just—it's through the fucking roof, and it's—it's awesome to see, and. If, this, if we can just stop getting such shitty luck, we would actually start seeing true results. I mean, we mm-hmm. would be five and one right now if Aaron Rodgers is playing. We would have beat Kansas City. We would have beat New England. We probably still would have lost to Dallas because we straight up lost the trench battle against Dallas. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers could not have saved us from the onslaught that was Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence that day. Yeah. But
1: I, I yeah, I, I, there was a video of on Jets Twitter. On, on the Jets, New York Jets official Twitter, showing Joe Douglas on the on the field. They're all coming back to the locker room, and the first person he sees is Robert Sala, and Robert Sala just jumps into Joe Douglas's arms,
0: and Joe I Douglas is given
1: a bear hug.
0: I love I it. it. I mean, I love redemption, it. redemption, right there. You know, you beat your old team. It's the first time you've ever beaten your old team. You know, with the with the with a roster that was. You know, with a team that's very much considered inferior to Philadelphia in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you put it together through grit, grind, determination, blood, sweat, and tears. You figured out a way to outcoach Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I mean, that was a statement victory. I mean, that has to, you that, that game right there alone has to give Robert solid consideration to be in the coach of the year running. He won't win it unless the Jets make the playoffs and, make it through the playoffs for certain but yeah i mean, at the very least to have the jets three and three with the adversity they've gone through losing aaron Rodgers 74 seconds into their season i mean how could you not how how, at this point you can't be a solid hater and i can't take you serious if you are like you just there's does he make some is there is, is he perfect no but who the fuck is I mean, even Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan makes mistakes. I mean, you're close, brother. You're close, but you're also not on the field of <laughs> the NFL. You know, let's put you let's put you on the decision making seat of the New York Jets, and then let's see how perfect you really are.
1: Yeah, you and know? I and even- I guess I I gotta give this team full credit too because we're seeing a team is kind of also not just Zach Wilson, but this entire team is growing up before our very eyes because two years ago in Robert Saul's rookie, in Robert Sala's first year. You see as this team go down 14 to 3, it's full on collapse from here because this team does not did not have the mental toughness or the fortitude to try to stay in games. 2 years later, you see what they've been through the first 6 weeks of the season. This is a building experience. This is a bonding experience for every single man on this team. Every person, every every player, to a man plays for each other. Whether you're on offense or defense, or special teams, or you're a head coach, or you're part of the of the off of the off field team with the with the strength and conditioning
0: coaches. You're so, playing for each other. Speaking of special teams, man, shout out to two people on there, bro. First off, shout out to Irv Charles, my guy. You have been arguably almost better than Justin Hardy as a gunner so far in the two games you played and I don't see how you go back to not starting, you know, as a gunner over Eccles or Hardy, like the he's giving the jets a real decision to make once Hardy and Eccles are both healthy enough to come back to mm-hmm. be like, who, who are the best two here? I guess I would, to me, I would think it's probably Hardy and Charles at this point, And I'm telling Eccles off of that because Irv Charles looks like a Pro bowl gunner. Great. It's been two weeks, but I mean, he is phenomenal at that job. And I see exactly why he earned his roster spot from on training camp because of his special teams work. And then credit to Brant Boyer. I mean, this man has survived what? Three co- head coaching changes, two or three uh, GM changes at this point, And he's still here. And he's been consistent with you last year, notwithstanding, he has been consistently dominant as a special teams coordinator. And he's got to be arguably top three special teams coordinator in the business. And now that they have Thomas Morstead over Braden Mann, what an absolute upgrade that is. I mean, I don't know if there's a more Mm -hmm. obvious upgrade in the league uh, position wise than going from Braden Mann to Thomas Morstead. I mean, it's, you could literally argue that has been the greatest jump in, in talent and upgrade at any position for any team in the NFL. And then yeah. Greg, the leg, he just has missed a couple long ones, but other than that, he's pretty much automatic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And then, you know, Mr. Longevity, Thomas Hennessy, you know, just, he's an expert at snapping balls that are longer than regular balls that need to be snapped. And it's just, and he's earned every dollar for yeah. it. I mean, credit it's credit to Brant Boyer, super credit to Irv Charles, You know, to come from a UDFA. And are you playing much on the field? No. Are you going to, are you that much of an offensive weapon? No. But I mean, bro, you're a, you're a all pro, pro bowl special teamer coming out here. And it's crazy. And it wouldn't surprise me to know that because of his emergence, they may move off of Justin Hardy next year to try and save his money and let Irv Charles or Brandon Eccles hop in that spot. Mm hmm. Yeah, that special teams was I mean,
1: yeah. I guess I, I, oh yeah, every every position group played their hard out last yesterday. And they've played their heart out the last six weeks. So now we're coming into the bye week before actually we gotta I, gotta I gotta play one more clip before we go take a quick commercial and talk about the bye week. Uh this is another this is another quote from Lincoln Tomlinson. Uh donuts are on him, Dan.
2: <laughs> Where's he got donuts? All I can say is donuts on me all week. Donuts on me all week. So you come in tomorrow, there's going to be donuts.
1: What about Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Tuesday,
2: donuts. Wednesday, donuts. Thursday, donuts. Friday, donuts. Saturday, donuts. Sunday, donuts. And then probably Monday, donuts when we come back. So.
0: Man. Does he own a donut shop or something, or is it just like something he likes?
2: I, I think it's just something he likes to
1: do. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> We'll come down for donuts. I'll come down for donuts.
0: Long drive for me just to come for donuts. If I was closer, <laughs> yeah. I'd consider it.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the bye week because just because. But stay tuned for more Victory Monday. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Philly Up Sports you got that right, folks. This is our, our new premier sponsor at Belly Up Sports is SeatGeek. And hey, football season's full effect. College pro. Hockey's in full effect. NHL's back. Love it. NBA's back. NBA's going to be back soon. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but you also got musicals. You got concert tickets. You got comedy shows. Take your pick. But before you, do, before you go to anywhere, go to SeatGeek.com. Use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout and you get $20 off your first order of $50 or more with that promo code so go to that hockey game go to that football game go to that go to that play you wanted to see musical you want to see go to that comedy show for that comedian you really really like but go to SeatGeek.com. save 20% or twenty dollars off your first order of $50 or more with promo code belly up
0: sports i wish i could have oh, used dan. it i wish i could have used it and been in jersey tonight to watch the panthers dominate the devil so far it's four to two with 10 minutes left in the third huh dang it huh <laughs> dang it shush shush
1: <laughs> so dan it's been an emotional roller it's been a roller coaster for the last three weeks for the team for the fans we got a bye week this week
0: what it's are we gonna, gonna a do? busy one it's going to be a busy one. This ain't going to be your atypical bye week where you're just going to sit and chill. I think I think if a move's going to be made, it's got to be this week. I imagine Joe Douglas is going to be a busy man trying to figure a few things out. What are you going to do on the offensive line to try and bring in more depth now that you're down AVT and looks like Joe Titman for an extended amount of time? What are you going to do there? And you probably need to bring in another receiver because – Garrett Wilson goes down, and this entire team is pretty much screwed. You need to bring in a guy that can separate and can give you some consistency. So, I mean, are you going to swing for the fences and see if you can somehow convince the Raiders to get rid of Devontae Adams and what's more than likely a lost season? I mean, I don't care how bad the Vikings are getting. You're not trading Justin Jefferson. It does. It's just not no, going to happen. Especially if
1: he's out for the next four to six weeks.
0: Yeah, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to trade Justin Jefferson. There's no point. There's no point. Nope. You don't have Kirk yeah. Cousins going into next season. You have no money tied up in a lot of other places. You can pay Justin Jefferson draft a rookie quarterback and you give him a premium weapon right off the rip for his development. So Justin Jefferson's gotcha. not going to happen, yeah. but do you, or do you try and go for someone like Hunter Renfro who apparently has been phased out of the Raiders offense? He's, he's barely played. He's played like somewhere. Like I think he's played something like 18% of the snaps Has something like six catches on the entire season. Like, Maybe do you do like a try and do a player for player swap where you trade them Carl Lawson, who's out of favor with the, you know, who's kind of lost his spot with the Jets for Hunter Renfro or something like that. Maybe send them a Cole Hardman as well. So they don't have to worry about any kind of depth. You send Lawson and Hardman for Renfro, you know, or is is there somebody else we're not thinking of? I mean, who, who knows? You'd have to really go. You'd have to really go kind of team by team to see who's out there for what. And see if anything is is worth it. If anybody out there is worth it, but
1: I, I mean, to I was, me, yeah,
2: that's what I'm looking.
1: Really I was I was playing fantasy GM in my head before we went on, and I said to myself, "All right, you can ship. You could probably ship Carl Lawson somewhere because he, uh, because with the emergence of Bryce Huff, with Jermaine Johnson, <clears throat> with Will McDonald too. If you get more playing time for him, if you if you if he if you ship." Carl Lawson somewhere to a team who could probably use an edge rusher. And with that salary off the off the books, you could probably bring in a guy like well, I don't know. I'll I'll say it, I'll say it out loud, Lyle Collins, who you brought in for a workout last week and his ACL is fully healed. He's working out. We got released from the Bengals, he's looking for a team to play for. Jets could
0: use some more offensive line depth. Why not bring in Lyle Collins? It's tough to know how healthy he is. I mean, both the Jets and Giants worked him out earlier, you know, last week. Neither team signed him. Both teams desperately need some offensive line help. So what does that mean? Is he, is he is he not healthy enough to truly be a contributor or is he still pricing himself too high for what he can bring to the table? You know, so I mean, I I don't know. Lyle Collins like is is he the name? Is he the hot name? Like, yeah, but he's either too expensive for what he can bring to the table or he's not the same player that he was a couple years ago in Dallas. And I, I just don't know. I mean, I feel like if, if, if the jets or giants really wanted him in, one of them could have figured out a contract offer to bring him in by now. So I don't know, maybe it's ongoing negotiations. Maybe it's just some posturing. I, I, I have no idea. Uh, as far as that goes and we'll never know because you know we're not privy to the workouts the internal discussions etc so well the
1: the Giants want to bring him back Justin Pugh for last night's game off straight off the the couch (laughs) what does that tell you what does that tell you You the the Giants are desperate and they need bodies you
0: (laughs) you could have had Lyle Collins an established pro bowler that's younger and theoretically probably a little bit healthier at this stage of his career and not forget the injury, but overall, than Justin Pugh. And even after working him out, they still decided to take Justin Pugh straight off his couch. Mm-hmm. So that that's another thing too for a team as desperate as what the Giants are for the offensive line who arguably had the worst offensive line in the NFL this year. You still didn't bring in a guy who could have shored up and solidified one solid spot. So there's something we don't know that's causing these teams to not want to take the bait on Lyle Collins at this point. Again, it's, it's tough to say. Maybe he's healthy, but the giant, but he's asking for $8 million, and both the Jets and Giants are like, you're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not doing that. Like, here's $2.5 you know, play onto it and we'll, try and we'll, earn a bigger thing next year, we'll, and he's just we'll not willing to bite some, yet. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll give you some bonuses as an incentive. I,
0: who knows? A, I mean, the,
1: play a certain amount of snaps, you get a two hundred, a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. You make the playoffs, you get a million dollar bonus. It's it's who knows. I mean, such, it, it's, give him some. I mean, Dalvin Cook came in on the championship discount. I'm sure Lala Collins could do the same thing.
0: It's I don't know. I I don't know. I, I truly, truly, truly don't know. It's 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 very tough to determine. I, I honestly have no idea what the what, yeah. what's behind that. So. I imagine Joe Douglas is going to be hitting the phones. I imagine 31 other teams are going to get phone calls from Joe Douglas, and um, let's see what let's see what he can do. Because chances are, if he makes a trade, most likely he probably wins it. So he has he hasn't, he, hasn't he hasn't lost many. He hasn't lost many.
1: Lost a whole lot. No.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. What did he lose? I guess I I, I to me I kind of consider Aaron Rodgers a wash. You know, I consider, it, especially now that we're not giving up see, the first rounder. See, sir,
1: there are some Seahawks fans on twi- uh, on social media, saying that the the Seahawks won the Jamal Adams trade because that's he, absolutely he's been out. You're since, an idiot for last you two are. seasons, and I say to that, that's the dumbest thing I've heard. Yeah, you're an idiot ever,
0: ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard an some politi- Jamal-
1: and I've heard po- and I've heard politicians say some dumb things.
0: Yeah, that's Jamal- a dumb thing. <laughs> Jamal Adams has been out the last two years too. What's the difference? Yeah,
1: the first game he came <laughs> back on Monday night against the Giants, he went out with a concussion.
0: Yeah, so- it's it's that's, that's that's you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I uh, there's no there's no no winning that one. I don't know. I I don't yeah. know. Well, I know the Jets are probably
1: gonna we're gonna they're gonna cook something up. Uh, as a fan though. As a fan, it'll be nice to enjoy some football just for the sake of watching football for a change, especially since, especially over the last six weeks.
0: I, you know, you just gotta do. You just gotta root for our people. Right now, I'm rooting for the Cowboys to beat the the Chargers, and then next week, you essentially want to root for all the NFC teams to beat the AFC teams, and you want to root for the the Patriots to beat the Bills. If you can get that to happen, we'd be excellent. We'd be in excellent shape.
1: Will the Patriots beat the Bills? no, I want the
0: Patriots to stay at the bottom. Oh, they will still beat the bottom. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. No. I mean, they're still only going to be two and five, and the but I'd rather the Bills be four and uh, four and three, and then we have an opportunity to come in next week and potentially take over second place from them. But they need to lose to New England.
1: Oh, four three more. Devils now. Four three Devils.
0: God damn it! Just for Brad, baby. Come on, Brat season.
1: Close this <laughs> out. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah, be, but yeah, for my bio week, I'll be watching football for watching the sick for the sake of watching football. I'll be watching some hockey, watching my New Jersey Devils. Let's go Devils! I know it's early, early. I know they've been having some struggles, but they can bounce back. They did last year. I mean, they, they started the year I think what one three and one last year. Then they went on a thir- they went then they went on a thirteen game heater. So I got faith in this team. I'm pretty sure you got you got faith in your Florida Panthers
0: too. I don't know what to expect for the Panthers so far. They've already they're they're zero and two already on the season. Now they're letting New Jersey come back after being up four zero. You know, so they need to close this out and uh, they need to get their shit together. They need to get their shit together.
1: Yeah, I mean it's October. They might up getting themselves back in the game around mid March last year. So hopefully, it isn't, hopefully, it doesn't go that long before the Panthers grab a playoff spot. But but we'll see what happens in March. It'll be. You know, I'm, 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 I,
0: I can I gotta start looking at some ticket prices here. I'm gonna use the seat key code and I gotta buy some so I gotta find some tickets for me and Dylan to go to find a game. There you go.
1: There you go. And you won't disappoint your people if you use the promo code up Sports.
0: Truth. <laughs> 20 bucks is All 20 right, bucks.
1: That's true. That's that's true. That's true. Before we go, we just want reminder about our social media channels right down here below. It's Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at no r-e-q facebook.com forward slash no creds req youtube.com forward slash at no creds req on rumbles just search no crunches required and follow us there as well on the podcast side subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform don't forget to rate and review five stars is number of stars that we would like you to rate this has been another edition of victory monday uh we'll see what happens next week whether we bring in a guest or we just talk about the just doing some trades or kind of moves and what's going to happen with them. We don't know. It's a bye week, and we need the rest. So <laughs> so Victory Monday for no credentials required. As always, brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For Dan Goldstein, I'm Ryan McCarthy, and we'll talk to you next week. And uh, Mac Jones is trash.
0: Fins are trash. Victory Monday! Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!